Welcome to Chad Gets High and Talks About His Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I'm going to get high and I'm going to talk to you about one of my Commander Decks. About 15 minutes ago, I downed three Kiva Confections Cannabis Infused Peppermint Patties. Dark chocolate edibles. So Those will be kicking in pretty soon. I also have a cold. You can probably tell by my voice. So I'm also on NyQuil. Which one will get the better of me? We'll find out. We'll see if we can make it through this, alright? Because I'm sick, I didn't go to my uh, local store tonight. So, I just picked a deck at random to talk about. No story about the evening, just, hey, I'll just talk about this deck tonight. And tonight, we're going to talk about my Gave Guru of Spores deck. The first thing to consider is this. Is it Gave or Gave? I don't care. Gave is one syllable, Gave is two, so I'm just going to say Gave. It's all made up bullshit anyway. Gave was my third commander deck. Not this deck exactly, but Gave. I think I listened to a very early episode of the Command Zone. I'm talking one of their first like 10 episodes or something. And Jimmy Wong, and I was still new to building commander decks, and I was net decking a lot more than I do now. In fact, I don't net deck at all anymore, but I, I, I was then. And Jimmy was talking about his Anafenza tokens deck that he built for the podcast. You know, and it was his Abzan token deck with Anafenza the foremost as the commander. And I thought, that sounds cool. And so I started to build it. And when I built it, I told someone about it at the store I played at, and someone said, well, why don't you just play Gave? And I said, I don't know what that is. And then I looked up Gave, and I said, why don't I just play Gave? Gave, Guru of Spores, costs two, a black, a green, and a white, for a legendary creature, Fungus Shaman. He's a 0-0, zero, zero, which isn't very impressive. Gave, Guru of Spores, enters the battlefield with five, plus one, plus one counters on it. Okay, it's a five mana, five, five. Two activated abilities. Pay one generic and remove a plus one plus one counter from a creature you control. Put a one one green sapperling creature token onto the battlefield. And then one generic and sacrifice a creature. Put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. It's real easy to go infinite with Gave. People build combo decks around him or they at least build combos into the deck. I worked really hard to... Well, I didn't work that hard. It's, it's a fucking kid's game. But... I worked hard to remove the infinite combos from the deck. It's real easy with Gave to go infinite on purpose. Um, the key is not running the altars, specifically Ashnod's altar and, and Phyrexian altar. You can't run those cards if you don't want to go infinite with Gave. You will, if you have those cards in the deck, you will find a way. Are they good cards in the deck? They sure as fuck are, but you will go infinite. So I took a lot of time, and, and even with Adam, you'll stumble onto something. Uh, so I'm not running either of those cards in this deck. But Gave is a powerful card. It's been around a long time. My original build of Gave, which was based on Jimmy Wong's build from the podcast, was more of a generic token deck. It had token makers, it had overruns, it had things that take advantage of tokens. And it was good. Um, it, did, it, did, it did its job. And then they made Planeswalkers legendary. And I had a copy of Captain Sisse lying around that I wasn't using. And she was now a creature that tutored Planeswalkers. 
gave is a deck that wants to make tokens and put plus one plus one counters on things. And when I looked around, I realized that Abzan Planeswalkers, white, black, green Planeswalkers, a lot of them make tokens and put plus one plus one counters on things. So I decided to make Gave into a black, green, white Super Friends deck. It's still a token deck, but it's a token deck where the primary engines that I create tokens with are Planeswalkers. I thought it was kind of a neat touch on a Planeswalker deck. You know, I'm not running blue, I'm not running chain veil, I'm not going infinite. I'm just using these Planeswalkers, powerful cards, we'll get to that, in the deck. I was already running doubling season, and so why not make it where the fuck am I? Oh shit. Alright, why not make it where the, uh, I gotta go ahead and start doing the deck deck. Anyway, so I turned my Gave Tokens deck into an Abzan Planeswalker deck. And we're going to talk about that. Um, Gave has a, an average converter mana cost of 3.76, which is kind of high, but not too bad. I didn't do this last week. I, I was going to do this every week. I was well, here's the thing. Um, considering the premise of the show, expect some irregularities. Right? Do not expect it to be consistent. This week, I'm giving some stats. 3.76 converted mana cost. Um, and it costs on, like, if you wanted to buy it on car key. Oh, uh, just don't tell my wife. Just, just don't look at it and don't tell my wife. So I've taken out the basic lands. There are four basic forests, three snow-covered forests, three plains, three snow-covered plains, a swamp, and a snow-covered swamp. Unstable and Modern Horizons, respectively. I'll get to the snow coverts later. So I'm going to shuffle up the deck. The edibles have definitely set in. So here we go. I really like this deck. I say that every week, Tonga. Because if I didn't like it, I would take it apart. Okay, would you like to cut... Evolution Sage. Well, proliferate with Planeswalkers is powerful. And I'm always in the market, kind of like I talked about in my General Tazri deck. I'm always in the market for things that are going to pay me off for doing things I was going to do anyway, like playing lands. So having this guy on the battlefield and being able to play a land and pump up all my Planeswalkers or my creatures is it's great. It's a good card. Powerful card. Godless Shrine, signed by Rob Alexander, if you're jealous. Academy Rector. Well, here we go. This deck has a lot of powerful enchantments. And Academy Rector is a way to tutor them up and put them into play. Yes, most of the time it's a second copy of Doubling Season. But it doesn't have to be. It could be a Mirari's Wake. It can be a lot of other things. But it's usually Doubling Season. And my commander happens to be able to sacrifice creatures, so it's not so hard to kill it. Parallel Lives. Speaking of powerful enchantments, 
Parallel Lies, of course, is the enchantment that uh, if one or more tokens onto the battlefield, well, if you would, if no, mm, it doubles your tokens. <laughs> the white anointed procession, if you will. So, yeah, this is one of those powerful enchantments that helps drive the deck. Um, you know, a Planeswalker spitting out a token a turn is okay, but the more you make, and, and Gave and, and any kind of doubling effect is very powerful, and, you know, I don't think I have to explain why Parallel Lives is in the deck. But Jukabog, you gotta fight those graveyards. Wow, we're just, we're just hitting them out the gate. Doubling Season. Now, I purchased my original Doubling Season for a lot cheaper than it's worth now. Forgave. And it wasn't too gross. But then I started putting Planeswalkers in. And uh, yeah, it's a gross card. But, you know, that's what this deck is doing. It's a Super Friends deck. It's a token deck. It's a counter deck. It, Doubling Season is the most powerful card in the entire deck because of that. I mean, it's not Soul Ring, but you know what I'm saying. Secure the Wastes. One of my favorite token making cards. One of the only cards in the deck that is that makes tokens but is not a planeswalker. I love Secure the Wastes. I loved it in limited. Uh, I love this card. Just a white and X instant speed to make X white X one ones. This can win the game. There's a couple of cards. Uh, you know, imagine doing this, but they're all angels. We'll get to that. Or doing this and then crater hoofing, you know, doing this end step and then crater hoofing, they don't see it coming. It's a it's a it's a cool card. I like I like Secure the Waste a lot. Temple Garden. Demonic Tutor. You know. Alright, our first planeswalker, Nissa Voice of Zendikar. Probably one of the least impressive ones in the deck. It's a good card. It makes O-Wands, which isn't that great, but it does put a counter on your creatures. It's minus seven is nice. You gain X life and draw X cards where X is the number of lands you control. That's nice if you can get there. You can't even double in season to it though, which just kind of sucks, but it's a good card. It's, it's, a, it's a card that could go. It's one that could go, but you know. Hall of Heliod's Generosity. This deck is a little mana hungry, so colorless lands I have to be careful with. But, like I said, there's a lot of powerful enchantments in this deck. And Hall of Pelion's Generosity is a way to recur them. So. And it's a legendary land, meaning it can be tutored up by Captain Sisse if I need it. Silent Clearing. I love that they made more. I wish they would finish out the rest of the cycle. The other four of these lands. Beastmaster Ascension. One of our first real win conditions. Everyone knows this, but don't cast a Beastmaster Ascension on turn three and hope you get there. Cast it when you have seven creatures out in a tag. Because it's not going to make it. I, the, the number of times I've seen someone try to get their seven counters on their Beastmaster Ascension fairly in like two or three turns, over two or three turns, I've never seen it happen. Maybe once or twice. Anointed Procession, the White Parallel Lives. Uh, I got this foil one because I knew it was going to be a commander stable. I just knew. I was There's no way. So I bought a foil one in my pre-order. Because I was like, you know, I want to have one shiny one around because it's going to be around for a long time. People are going to be wanting this card forever. Mana Reflection. 
going with the powerful enchantments theme. Maybe I need a Sterling Grove in here. I used to run a Sterling Grove in here. Maybe I should put one back in. But yeah, Mana Reflection makes a lot of mana. This deck gets a little mana hungry, can. And Mana Reflection is there to help with that. Especially with the way I'm doing my Mana Acceleration, which we'll get to. Uh, Johnny the Greathearted. This is the, is this the War of the Spark of Johnny. Yeah. I haven't cast this one yet. I, I don't love any of the Johnnies in this deck. They're fine. They're fine, but Johnny the Greathearted is the one that uh, its static ability is creatures you control have vigilance, which is fine. Plus one, gain three life. Don't care. Minus two, put up plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each other Planeswalker you control. So that's nice. Beast within. I've kind of, in a lot of my decks, I've been working my way towards more general removal spells even if they're slightly more expensive. I don't like the feeling of sitting there with the Swords of Plashers in my hand when I really wish I had a Naturalize. Or with the Crushed Contraband in my hand really wishing I had a Path to Exile. So, Beast Within can kill both of those things. So, And worst case, it makes a token, which I want. And if I get a doubling season, hell, maybe I just blow up one of my lands and make a couple of tokens. Gavany Township. Another colorless land, but this one puts uh, counters on each creature you control. So it's a good way to make your team bigger when you make a bunch of 1-1s. Verdant Catacombs. I'm running a pretty good mana base in this deck because the mana is complicated. Uh, there's several gold. There's a lot of gold cards. There's a lot of double, double green, double white, some double black. So, you know, I want the mana to be really good in this deck. So it's got fetches and shocks and duels. Caves of Coilos. I love Painlands. I don't think Painlands get enough credit. They're just really good. You can't fetch them, sure, but they're really good. Teferi's Protection for the second week in a row. I don't know what to tell you. I'm playing white and I have a copy. The card's dumb. Karn Liberated. Funny enough, this is one of the Planeswalkers that's on the bubble. Karn's probably the best Planeswalker in the deck. I mean, he's one of the best Planeswalkers ever printed. Man, I'm never going to be upset to draw him in this thing. But he has no synergy. He doesn't make tokens. He doesn't put counters on things. And he doesn't ultimate with doubling season. And even if he did, I wouldn't want to. I would never ultimate card in a game of EDH. It just, I just wouldn't do that. So... He's in here because I can tutor him up. And because he's powerful. And because I have a copy... He should probably be in another deck. But, I mean, I'm not going to take out Karn. The Elder Spell. I haven't cast this yet. I haven't drawn it yet. Obviously, I'm not running this to blow up other people's Planeswalkers. I'm running this to blow up my own, and then ultimate is a very important one. So it's a little cheesy, but I think it's cool. Overgrown Tomb. Anguished Unmaking, more general removal. By you. Wrath of God. It's the pretty full art foil player's reward one too. It's neat, the textless one. Just Wrath of God, blow stuff up. Obnexus of the Black Oath. Another planeswalker I'm a little iffy on. I'm running him because his minus two is put a 5-5 five, five black demon creature into play, your token into play. So, that's alright. 
His plus two is whatever, and his minus eight is nice if you can if you can get it. But he's he's just a token maker. He makes big flying tokens. He'll be replaced one day when they put out something I like better. Enlightened Tutor. See the uh, previous section about powerful enchantments in the deck. And one really good artifact. One artifact that's very important. I'm going to say it again. Speaking of powerful enchantments, Cather's Crusade. If you know Cather's Crusade, you've probably lost to Cather's Crusade. It's silly, but... Captain Sisse, the card that inspired this build of the deck. Yeah, she's four mana, and then you just tap her to search your library for a legendary card. That means Planeswalker, legendary creature, legendary land. Even is the Elder Spell legendary in there. Elder Spell legendary. Elder Spell is not a legendary spell. It's weak. Anyway, so Captain Sissy. Pathbreaker Ibex. The. This is a my other overrun creature. Other than the hoof that we'll get to. I like this one. This is the one that when it attacks. Creatures you control gain trample on plus X plus X plus X, where X is the greatest <laughs> power among creatures you control. You really need to break through this board stall some trample. So I like the Ibex. I don't I don't have a Concordant Crossroads in here to give it haste or anything to give it haste, so it's a little iffy. But Elspeth Sun's champion. When I started playing Magic again after taking like 18 years off or something. And I started watching Pro Tours. Elspeth was the queen. Elspeth was wrecking everybody. It was at the end of that standard, and Elspeth was a badass. She still is, but she's a great card. She's a, a sweeper and a token maker and kind of a finisher. I mean, her emblem, you can get her emblem off, and you're probably going to kill people. Windswept Heath. Savannah. Liliana Dreadhorde General. I like this card a lot. Yeah, her plus one to make a black zombie creature is great. Her minus four, each player sacks two creatures. Yeah, I don't care. I've got tokens. So that's fine. Listen, if I ever do her minus nine, I mean, I'll, I'll be a dick, but I'll probably win. But it's her static, why I really like her. Whenever a creature you control dies, draw a card. This deck is a little light in card draw. Like, it's got some card draw spells, and then it's got some Planeswalkers that draw me cards. But it's a little light on card draw. I haven't been able to solve that yet, in a weird way. Reese the Redeemed, one of the other non-Planeswalker token creators in the deck. I believe Reese used to be, like, the token commander. I mean, it's still really powerful. But that, that ability, six and tap him to put a copy of each token into play, like to double my tokens, is just good. It's good. I love this guy, Soren Grim Nemesis. Uh, this is the the Soren where he's a six-mana Soren. I tried to make him work in standard. Like the one time I played standard, I tried to make him work. He was okay. But his plus is why I want him as plus one. Reveal the top card of your library, put it in your hand. Each opponent loses life equal to its converted mana cost. I love that. It's card draw, and it, it domes people. It's minus nine, which you can get to with, with doubling season, is put a number of 1-1 one, one black vampire knight creature tokens with lifelink onto the battlefield equal to the highest life total among all players. So if you have doubling season, you put this out, 
You're going to make like 80 tokens. I'll get to my problem with vampire tokens, though. I got a big fucking beef with vampire tokens. Garuk Wildspeaker. Just a good Garuk. You know, he accelerates. He, he really only costs two. Or with a very special land that's in this deck. He's free. Nets you mana. And he makes tokens. And he's got the minus four that's an overrun. Which, again, is something I need to, you know, finish out my opponents in this deck. Elspeth Knight Errant. This is the Elspeth that only produces one soldier. But the emblem is really nice. And the plus one has been relevant. The second plus one, I mean. Uh, the target creature gets plus three, plus three, and flying to one to turn. I've used that to, like, jump Gave and hit with commander damage. So. And let's see. Skull Clamp. This is the one of two artifacts in the deck. And we're running two. Skull Clamp is very good. It's very good in this deck. It draws me cards. I make a lot of 1-1s. My commander makes 1-1s. And even if I have something that makes them bigger, my commander sacrifices creatures. So it's not too hard to get Skull Clamp going. So I'm going to pop another couple of these. So uh, I knew Quentin wasn't going to win. I knew Quentin wasn't going to win. But Brad won, so I'm good. And fuck yeah for Parasite. Fuck yeah. Just movie's great. He's a great filmmaker. It's a great movie. It was uh it was a it was a nice surprise. It's a nice surprise. I really wanted Quentin to win Best Director though. It's because I don't think he's ever going to now. Anyway. I don't think I'm ever gonna win Best Director either. But yeah. Lanamore Elves. I was wondering when we were gonna get to this. The ramp in this deck has gone through many iterations. The current build is using Mana Dorks. Why? Well, one, I'm running a card called Natural Order. But mostly because they just act as other tokens. As other 1-1s. They die to Skull Clamp. They're just more bodies on the field for when I do big stuff. So, it, it may bite me in the ass, but so far it's been great. So far, the mana dorks have been really good. Yeah, every once in a while someone blows up all the creatures, but... And maybe I should make the hard switch back to sorcery speed. You know, to sorcery ramp, you know, land ramp, but I don't know. I'm liking the dorks in it. In, in it. it and honestly, if I didn't have them, I'd have, like, no creatures. Marsh Flats. Generous gift. The white beast for them. Field of the Dead. Ah, it just makes me shiver just looking at it. This is why I'm running the snow-covered islands. I'm not running snow-covered islands. This is why I'm running the snow-covered basics, is to just diversify the number of named lands I have in the deck for Field of the Dead. Field of the Dead has been banned in everything, right? And it's too good. There's an argument to be made that you could run it in any three-color commander deck. That you should run it in any three-color commander deck, as long as you're just not running, I don't know, 12 of each basic. I, You could, I don't know, man. It's Once you get that going, once you have seven lands of different names in play, the value of it is extraordinary. Now, I don't mind running it in here. I, I mean, I run it partially, I partially run it in here because of, it makes tokens and I want to make tokens. But, man, this card, 
I've run into this card several times since I've been playing in my new home. And it's annoying as fuck, man. I have another deck that abuses this a lot more that I'll get to one night. But Field of the Dead is a for real card. Speaking of for real cards, Gaius Cradle. I have a confession. My Gaius Cradle is a gold border Gaius Cradle. However, that still costs some money, <laughs> to be honest with you. So, anyway, Guy's Cradle. It's Commander. Who gives a fuck if it's gold bordered? It still costs more money than a lot of the cards in the deck. Soren, Lord of Innistrad. Okay, here's where I'll get into it. So, Soren, uh, yeah, he makes tokens, right? He's got plus one. Put a 1 1 black vampire creature token with life in front of the battlefield. Will wizards get their shit together and decide what a vampire is? A zombie is a 2 2 black token creature a beast is a 3-3 black I know there are others but in general a sapling is a 1-1 green token creature but there are like 5 different fucking vampire tokens there are 2-2's there are ones with flying there are ones with life there are vampire knights stop it stop it just figure out what a fucking vampire is make it a 2-1 a with lifelink bam done every vampire from now on is a 2-1 with lifelink then Horn Elves. See Llanowar Elves. Swords to Plowshares. Fraley's Llanowar's Fury. Uh, I like this card. I like this card a lot. You know, she ticks up to make a Llanowar Elf. And then her minus three to blow up a, an artifact or enchantment. And her minus six, draw a card for each green creature you control. It's pretty good. She's a cool card. She's got that eye patch too. She's like the Nick Fury of... Uh, where's Fraley's from? Dominaria, right? She's like an old character from Dominaria, I think. Anyway. She's a badass. Elvish Mystic. Okay, so all the mana dorks were just hanging out, apparently. Merciless Eviction. Great all-purpose sweeper. I like it a lot. The Exiles part. I know, it, I mean, it can exile all Planeswalkers. I'll never... I'll, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say never, but I'll probably never pick that one. But the Exile ability can be very useful. Nature's Claim. Just the best way to blow up an artifact or an enchantment. Just is. Like if you're running Naturalize, but you're not running Nature's Claim, you should be running Naturalize. Nature's Claim is one mana, does the same thing, and it gives a shit about giving them four life. Avacyn's Pilgrim. Wow, all the mana dorks, just all in a row. Vraska Relic Seeker. Plus two to make a black pirate token with menace, but I think that's the only pirate token. Is a 2-2 with Menace. Just leave it that way. Don't do what the vampires did. And then the minus 3 to destroy an artifact, enchantment, or creature and create a, a treasure. It's awesome. I guess her minus is cool too. Target player's life total becomes 1. But Oh, by the way, I'm not running Grave Pact or Dictative Erebos. I should be. I'm not going to lie to you. I should be. I should also probably be running Aura Shards. I don't like when I get with this deck when I used to run Grave Pact, a Grave Pact lock was so unbearable for my opponents. Maybe in my new meta it's something I can do. Maybe I'll go back to it, but I don't run Grave Pact in this deck right now. Aura Shards. Why don't I run Aura Shards? I think I took it out because someone got pissy one game. Because I just hosed them. But it should be in here too. I should take out I should take out this austere command and put in more shards. 
Ajani, Mentor of Heroes. And again, a little underwhelming on the Ajani's. Distribute three plus one plus one counters among one, two, or three target creatures you control. It's not bad. I like the plus one. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an aura, creature, or planeswalker and put it in your hand. So it's draw. Um, but you know, it's, it's not great. Natural Order. Natural Order is a second copy of Crater Hoof Behemoth. 99.9999% of the time. It's just a good way to. There's, oh, wow. And right next to it, its best friend, Crater Hoof Behemoth. Let's talk about Crater Hoof Behemoth for a second. Crater Hoof Behemoth does not win games, Crater Hoof Behemoth ends games. You are already winning. Without a board, a Crater Hoof is an 8-mana hasty 6-6. Six, six. That's all it is if you don't have a board. You have to work to make Crater Hoof do its thing. You have to work to make Crater Hoof finish the game. I've rarely been in a game where someone landed a Crater Hoof and they weren't ahead. 8-mana, are you sneaking? If I, yeah, I, with my mana dorks and stuff, I could sneak Crater Hoof into play on like turn 2. But who cares? You need to have a board. Most likely, Gaia's Cradle won the game. Or Mirari's Wake won the game. Or even Doubling Season won the game. Crater Hoof ends it. I know it sucks to get hoofed, but... You are already losing. Mirari's Wake, speaking of already losing, kill this and I may never get to the Greater Hoof. What's Mirari's Wake? If, you're right, if you have the colors, you run it. Path to Exile. This is one of the... Remember back when, for like a very brief time, Friday Night Magic actually did like cool promos. They did like Serum Visions and then they had this bitchin' Path to Exile. I went to draft every Friday night for a month to get these promo Path to Exiles. I love them. Phyrexian Arena. Oh, this is my pretty foil 8th edition black border. Oh, beautiful. Primeval's Glorious... Primeval? Primeval. Primeval's Glorious Rebirth. These cards were not made for stone people to say out loud. Primeval's Glorious Rebirth is a 7-mana black and white legendary sorcery. Return all legendary permanent cards from your battlefield, from your battle, from your graveyard Ooh, to your battlefield. Is that the Night Quill or is that the Edibles? I don't know. Do you know? I don't. I'll let Sally for it. While we're here, fuck Mike Bloomberg. Are we dumb? Elizabeth Warren kicked his ass. All right. Are we? Are we done with the Republican? The, are we done with the Republican sleeper agent now? Just fuck that guy. All right. Uh, Glorious rebirth. It it brings all my planeswalkers from my graveyard back into play. Garuk relentless. This is the flip Gorok. Yeah, it's it's zero is like a fight ability, it's like a removal spell, and then uh, but its other zero is it makes a wolf, makes a two two wolf, and then uh, on the other side it puts a it, the if you flip it the uh, veil cursed. It's got some cool abilities. It's got it, plus one makes a one more black wolf with that touch. Don't love that because it's another fucking wolf. That's a different power and toughness. But then it's minus one is nice. Sack a creature and search your library for a creature card and put it in your hand. So it becomes a creature tutor. So 
I like, I like this Grunk. I mean, he's not like super powerful, but he's good. He's got his, he's got his big ass axe there. I guess he always has his big ass axe there. But yeah, this is really going in my head. We're good. How many cards we got? All right. Command Tower. Smothering Tithe. I mean, the card was probably a mistake. It's the best thing that happened to White and Commander in. I don't know how long has Commander been around. And in a deck like this where I have token doublers, it's pretty good. Scrubland. Birds of Paradise, signed by Mark Poole. Nice white border revised one, signed by Mark Poole. I love that little bird. Interplanar Beacon. Eh, this may be too cute. But uh, this is the land that fixes for planes for casting planeswalkers, and whenever you cast a planeswalker, you gain a life. It may be too cute. It, it, it might be. I should just have a city of brass here, All right, or mana confluence or something. Lanawar wastes. Arena rector. This is the rector that when it dies, you go get a planeswalker and put it into play. Just like academy rector. It's whatever. It's a battle bond card. Here's another Garuk. Garuk Apex Predator, the big daddy. I love his plus one. Just destroy another target planeswalker. I wish he didn't say another. I wish he could destroy himself just to send a message, you know? Uh, he makes a 3-3 Black Beast creature token with death touch. Those tokens are hard to fucking find. And I love his minus eight. Um, I mean, yeah, he does this like Path to Exile thing. It destroys a creature. You gain life equal and stuffness, whatever. Minus eight. Target opponent gets an emblem whenever that says whenever a creature attacks you, <clears throat> whenever a creature attacks you, it gets plus five, plus five, and trample till end of turn. So it's like an overrun that you stick on somebody. I'd rather it just be mine, but I like that it sticks on somebody. It's mean. Soren, Solemn Visitor. Soren makes two, two black vampire creature tokens with flying. So let's see. We got that Soren, and we got that Soren. We got that Soren. They all make different fucking vampires. Elspeth Tyrell. She's great. Uh, Tick her down to make three soldiers. And then she also has her minus five. Destroy all other permanents except for lands and tokens. That can win the game in this deck. I've never done it. Elspeth, Sun's Nemesis. This is a foil full art from the new set. Um, what is it? What do they call the showcase cards? Or, well, I don't know, whatever. She's not great, but her minus two creates two human soldier tokens. I don't know whether human soldiers are not just fucking soldiers like the other Elspeth, but whatever. And you can escape her and bring her back if you need to. She's fine. She makes tokens. I want to make tokens. Have I said token enough? Elves of Deep Shadow. I think that's my last mana dork in the deck. I'm not running uh, Gilded Goose. Urborg, Tomb of Yawgmoth. Dick, this deck, this, this dick, this deck is heavily white-green with the black almost as a splash. So Urborg is actually even better in that case because it's the only black land I need. It's literally the only black land I need. If I have an Urborg in play, I don't need any swamps. So, and I'll still be able to cast all my black spells while not limiting myself on my others, other spells, on my, on my more prevalent white and green spells. People don't understand. Urborg is really good in decks where black is a third color, or even a fourth color, or fifth color. Like 
the fact that it's or a sixth color. Who knows? Maybe when they add purple. But are they going to add purple? Anyway, but Erborg's really good for just fixing as well as Cabal Coffer Shenanigans, which I'm not doing in this deck. I'm just running it as fixing. Idyllic Tutor. I guess I'm running a lot of tutors in here, but the enchantments are the backbone of the... No, the Planeswalkers are the backbone of the deck. But, you know, the enchantments are powerful. Gideon, Ally of Zendikar for the second episode in a row. Gideon makes two two night allies. I mean, his emblem's okay, but... Guruk, Cursed Huntsman. I love this Guruk. This is the new one from Eldraine. Create two... 2-2 two, two black and green wolf creature tokens with when this creature dies, put a loyalty counter on each Guruku control. Turns out wolves aren't very consistent either. I mean, they're not vampires, but they're pretty inconsistent. But I like that. You know, when it dies, you put a counter. I have several Guruks, so maybe I'll get lucky and have a couple out at the same time. And then it blows up a creature, and then it also has an emblem, minus six, which you can double in season two. Uh, creatures you control get plus three, plus... <laughs> Creatures you control get plus three and plus three and F trample. It's a permanent overrun. Really good for a go wide deck. Soul Ring. I lied. Doubling Season is not the most powerful card in the deck. Exotic Orchard. Divine Visitation. I love. Oh, Divine Visitation is so much fun. Divine Visitation is an enchantment. I'm going to read it slow. For three white, white. If one or more creature tokens would be created under your control, that many 4-4 four, four white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance are created instead. Whenever you create a token, instead you get a Sarah Angel. When I was a kid, Sarah Angel was the most powerful creature in the history of anything. I ran four Sarah Angels in every deck that I had, and when you landed a Sarah Angel, you were going to win. And now they're fucking tokens. But this makes it so Gave poops out angels. Secure the Waste turns into Entreat the Angels. Every single Planeswalker in here poops out angels. Who couldn't? Who doesn't love this card? What kind of sick human being would hate a card like this? What kind of person, what kind of deranged sociopath could look at a card like this and go, oh, I hate this card, this is gross. Be turned off by such beauty. You know, that person would have to have really, something really fucking wrong with them to hate a card like this, you know? And our last card is Nurturing Peatland. I should have made it on Divine Visitation. Anyway, so I really like this deck. I think it's a fairly original take on a token deck and a fairly original take on a, on a Super Friends deck. It takes advantage of Planeswalkers in the fact that, yeah, they're not necessarily great in Commander, but when you get a bunch of them out, people get a little Twitter-baited. It's not the right word at all. But they get a little, you know, uh, you know, a little funny. And they don't know which ones to attack, and they, they, they attack them, or they ignore them. They don't know what to do. Should they be attacking you? Should they be attacking them? So it creates a little confusion in your opponents. And they're doing the same thing that I'd be doing in the deck before, which is just making tokens, building up to a, a hoof. Or building up to making a bunch of angels or, you know, ulting a planeswalker, you know, so, but, but I'm really just, it's just a token deck. It's a token deck. It just has a different engine under the hood. And I like that. 
So this episode's probably a little short. You're probably thinking, thank Christ. I would be. But I'm not feeling well, and I don't have any stories from tonight to tell. Because I didn't go tonight. I sat at home. I took care of some sick kids. And uh, I took some NyQuil and ate some edibles. And then I um, sat down and recorded this episode of Chad Gets High and Talks About His Commander Decks. I have been Chad. I got high, and I talked to you about my Gabe Guru of Spores Super Friends deck. The deck list will be in the show notes. All right, a link to the deck list will be in the show notes. What else? Oh, and the podcast is now on Apple Podcasts. If you want to check it and subscribe there, I don't have any. I it's just on there because I think it's funny. I like the idea of getting updates of my own podcast on my iPhone. If I promise, if you search for it, I don't think you can find it. It's it's I mean, whatever. I'm really fucking zoned out. All right. Um, good night. I'll, I'll talk to you next week, probably. <laughs>